my name is Jeff O'Reilly. I am the director of Connection and Engagement at Saunders Farm and Saunders Cider Company, uh, where I'm basically the general manager of the cidery and I'm working on uh, business development in Saunders Farm. And we're here at the Oh yeah, sorry. Farm. We are here at Saunders Farm sitting in a uh, 180-year-old log cabin, the original building and property, or sorry, building on the property in front of uh, a lovely little fire uh, with four, uh, the four flavors of cider that we make here on the farm. And uh, cider is a new introduction to, to the farm. The farm has been around for, for decades and very well known in the Ottawa region. Um, and so how did the cider come to be? It's really, really great uh, that uh, the Saunders family are very, very entrepreneurial. So uh, they bought this farm in 1976. Uh, it had been a number of things. It was a working farm. It was a strawberry farm at one time. Uh, and we're currently celebrating the 30th haunting season right now. So they continue to add new and interesting attractions. And uh, in a time... COVID, obviously, where, where people, a lot of people are sort of downsizing their businesses and um, I guess, I guess and, and, you know, worried about uh, what they're going to do. Uh, Mark and Angela Saunders are actually growing their business and, and taking on new and interesting, uh, I guess, challenges, right? So uh, was Mark was uh, at a, uh, a management conference with his team in February. And uh, he, ha he had sort of always in the back of his mind had, had an, uh, an affection for apples, we'll say. So, um, you know, the Saunders family used to own the farm across the street, which is called Orchard Gate. And 50 years ago, they had planted uh, a number of, uh, like a whole orchard of apple trees back there. Uh, and so I guess, you know, he had that fondness for that. So Mark had a vision and he said, you know, I want to have cider on the farm. I want to have an estate cidery on the farm. So, you know, my five-year plan is to, to plan this out, to map this out, to, uh, you know, plan an orchard, the, the production facility, the name, the branding, you know, this is, this is my vision. So I, I want to do this. So um, a couple weeks later, he finds out that, that Pete Rainville, who owned Flying Canoe Hard Cider, um, you know, was looking to sell his company. Uh, so, so Mark and, and Pete got together and had some conversations with Mark's wife, Angela, you know, and, and Mark said, you know, I really want to do this and I want to do this now. And he presented that to the team and the team said, you know, this is, this is an awful lot. We've got so much on the go already. And, uh, you know, so the five, the five-year plan becomes a five-week plan, you know, and then he buys the cidery and then he moves the cidery and the, uh, the production and the operation to Saunders Farm. And then, you know, within, uh, so that was around Canada Day. So then a couple, you know, here we are in October and uh, we're celebrating the 30th haunting season and we've got four flavors, uh, two of them very, very uh, well-themed to uh, to Saunders Farm and and to the operation and uh, and we're having a lot of fun with it. So, um, you know, it's it's been a really exciting time. In that time as well, we've got Sawmill, which is an interactive terror uh, activation, 
happening down at Lansdowne starting this Friday. We've got zip lines going over the hedge mazes, you know, North America's largest collection of hedge mazes. It's just, you know, things continue to grow and develop uh, in a time when, when, you know, a lot of businesses, as I mentioned, are, are sitting on their hands and hesitating. So exciting. And, and it's a big place. What's the, the land? Oh, so it's a, we are currently sitting on 100 acres of absolute super duper crazy fun times. And you're getting thousands of people on weekends? Thousands of people on weekends uh, right now. Yes, I believe there's a pent up demand for, uh, for people to get out and to do stuff. So, I mean, our opening weekend was two weekends ago, busiest opening weekend to date. Last weekend, second weekend, busiest weekend to date. So uh, we are looking for some really, really uh, great numbers. However, we, we have decided consciously to, um, to, to cap um, capacity at 50% because we want people to come here and we want people to have fun and we want people to be scared, but scared for the right reasons and not scared because, wow, I was scared because there were so many people around because that's not, that's not a comfortable feeling for, for anyone at all. And I know uh, popular or unpopular as it may be, um, we've adopted the policy where people are double vaccinated or do not come to the farm uh, and engage in those things. And, uh, and we realize, you know, that children under the age, you know, 11 and under, they, they don't have that option and, and we respect that. But for those who are older than that and have the opportunity, we, uh, we, we want to see people vaccinated and we want to see people safe and, you know, to provide uh, quality fun and entertainment for people. I think feeling safe and comfortable is a big is a big part of it. Yeah, you, you have to feel nowadays when you're going out that way, right? So that yeah. when you are chased by the people with uh, bandsaws and so on coming yeah. after you, you can scream as you need to. Yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. I mean, be terrified, but be terrified because we wanted to scare you, and and you wanted to be scared, you know. And that's and that's that's a big part of the fun. And, and we're in this building that you talked about that's hundreds of years old, and there's yep. a couple more that are up around the space yep. as well. Um, how important is it to have that heritage in the space? I think we're blessed to have the, the heritage in this space. And just even sitting, uh, sitting in this beautiful, beautiful room. I mean, you know, it is so comfortable with the fire on there and, and the vibe on the weekends. And we've got the music playing and we've got this really great... Uh, little forest patio beside us and a really great courtyard between us and the barn of terror. Um, it is, it is just, it is just nice and cozy, you know, and we will have, you know, we'll have some, some acoustic entertainment in here and, and we've had, uh, and, and plan to have in the future, you know, uh, farm to table dinners and pig roasts, um, and did some more community involvement and support the community that supports us. Um, and to, and to make the most of the space. So again, it's re it's really, really beautiful property and very, very unique. Like, you know, someone is not gonna pop up uh, something like this in a strip mall. Mm -hmm. You just you just can't, you know, you can't duplicate uh, the feeling and the vibe here. So it is it is amazing. And you've just started doing weddings and back up again and some yeah, other people, stuff Yeah, like people now are, you know, are, are comfortable enough to, uh, to choose us uh, to, uh, for their special occasions. You know, as, as you guys would know, it's just celebrating your own uh, nuptials. Um, it, and it's, it's a nice, and even just, you know, we have a kids camp in the summer, farm camp. And so just as we, just, well, I guess when I had started here, 
um, the COVID restrictions had at ease to the point where we were allowed to do that. We'd have 150 kids a day and to see those, those happy little cherub faces giggling and all of them in their little tie-dye shirts and so much energy and fun. It was, it was really uh, re-energizing and, and invigorating to just see that burst of life. And then so on weekends here too, to see the crowds coming back, it, it's just so awesome because the last couple of years has, has been tough, you know, and uh, I'm sure I'm not the only uh, super outgoing extrovert out there, but I mean, I miss, I miss people and, and to a certain extent, I miss, I miss crowds. I mean, I'm not going to be thrilled when I have to stand in a lineup for things, but uh, pretty first world problems, you know? Uh, you mentioned people. Why don't we talk a little bit about who's part of this whole team and, and how it all sure. got together, but why don't we try a cider first so we okay well why, why don't we sample the way that we would uh we would sample our flights and we'll start with the the driest first so the dry the driest that we have is called sawtooth uh premium dry cider so sawtooth is uh five percent alcohol it is uh pretty much the same uh apple blend as uh, flank new, just uh, just aged and treated uh, a little differently to not be as sweet. And I think on the can here, oh, here it is. Sawtooth hard cider uses the juice of apples extracted through tortuous pressing, followed by a conditioning regimen that would make most CrossFit enthusiasts cry. <laughs> We cut out the sweetness to create a crisp cider and a sharp taste that bites back. So we're, we're having fun with this. So uh, we'll raise a glass cheers. and uh, cheers. Cheers. Uh, so so we are saying people, who does the, the marketing and the branding and all that? So our team, is there's three three principles and then there's there's quite a, quite a number of, of wonderful supporting people in this. But so Mark Saunders, who are, owns and runs Saunders Farm is is the guy who's overseeing everything, right? So super creative, high energy, positive, beautiful person. Um, and he sort of oversees that. So then there, there's myself where I will oversee uh, sales promotion, distribution, marketing, um, and just, just the core business that out there. The selling parts, that, right? Yeah. And then and then we've got Greg Longpray, who is the operations manager, who uh, has done an amazing job uh, overseeing and, and really taking charge of the, the production of the cider. So um, we work as a team in developing uh, flavors, in the concepts of flavors. Um, I mean, we have our, our Saunders Farm management team that we all sit together and we taste stuff. We get as many, uh, many people giving us feedback as possible. Um, Jane Doe Creative Services has, has helped us with the, uh, the design portion of this and Rob Hyman's. And I mean, we, we really gel well as a team. The brainstorming sessions are super fun. Uh, and this, this has been a great adventure, um, you know, as, as you know, and maybe some of the other people uh, listening might know, uh, I come from a beer and hospitality background. So I am a Prudhomme beer sommelier and instructor. I have written about beer. 
for a number of publications. I had a column in Metro Ottawa for four years and I still write for things like Bounder Magazine and a lot of other freelance stuff um, and had run pubs for 35 years. Uh, so cider, cider is, is still new to me. I mean, I'm familiar with cider. Cider's certainly been on tap in, uh, holy smokes, just about every place I've worked for the last 30 years. And, uh, and I've, I've learned a bunch about it, but in coming to this role, I realized uh, I know very little and there is so much more to learn and I'm loving, I'm loving learning and discovering. You know, and as a 55-year-old man starting a, a second career uh, in, in a, a new vocation, it, it's been really great. And I love, you know, the, the tie into the farm and the authenticity and the farm fresh and the, the people and just the, the fact that I guess kind of like craft beer, uh, you know, there doesn't seem to be any boundaries as to what you can do with cider, you know, and it's not just, um, it, it's not just like, I'll say like Strongbow, like, you know, when, and Strongbow seemed to be like the only thing that I can remember that was on tap anywhere forever. And, uh, and you know, just as Guinness isn't the only stout you'll see or Malibu rum's not the only coconut rum you're going to see and so on and so forth. People, people want to want to see more and want to taste more. And I also think that you know, people being very uh, health conscious and and aware of dietary constraints. A lot of people, um, whether they are fully gluten intolerant or not, uh, seem to live a better life without uh, a lot of gluten in their in their life. So having uh, you know a, a farm fresh and fantastically fun product that is uh, gluten free. Um, and natural and, and, and light and refreshing uh, seems to be a great option for people. And so uh, we've been really uh, pleasantly surprised with the response. And even as I go into um, LCBOs uh, and, and I guess on licensees, to see that, that category continue to expand, it's, you know, it's, it's very positive. And I think it's, again, it's expanding for all the right reasons. And as we we've seen it, it has grown. I mean, uh, Flying Canoe as a brand was one of the, the was the first cider producer in in the area. There's now uh, about ten or so within an hour and a bit drive from Ottawa, mm -hmm. give or take. We've seen the province itself expand to over a hundred, and in Canada, there's those three hundred and seventy. Whereas ten years ago, there was probably fifty. So we are in Yeah, that. I was gonna say even within the last couple of years, there were there were more craft breweries in Ottawa than there were craft cideries in Ontario. You know, and then wow. Yeah. And it and it's grown for a lot of the reasons that you said. It's it's a local product, it's an alternative to beer and wine that a lot of people are moving away from gluten. Um, we even this year though was interesting because the pandemic obviously had those first challenges where uh, some places didn't have a place to be able to sell. Pete did a great job on on working towards having the five acre rule temporarily suspended, so that small businesses like his and dozens across the country could still sell some product because all the licensees were gone. So there was a big pivot, um, and from what we understood last uh, over this summer, there's been quite a downturn in uh, Ontario craft ciders being produced, uh, being sold because there's been an uptake in international sales of cider as well. So there's a lot of movement happening and, and going on, 
But I think coming to a place like this really shows the value of, of a local production of something that is made really right on the farm. Um, and more and more people are starting to say, well, maybe we don't want to reach for the Summer's Beer, the Strongbow. We're going to find something else. Well, for sure. I mean, even even that had been seen in beer, and I, I even look at, at wine to a certain extent, you know, um, it's it's hard to replicate what uh, what some of those major wine producers are doing internationally because because they're very very dependent upon the terroir, right? So so the growing season uh, and the quality of, of the grape is 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 huge, right? So so we've got very very young uh, vineyards and things like that. But I mean, lot just last night I had uh, I had a Pinot Noir from Kin Vineyards down the road, and it was awesome. It was really, really nice, you know, and, um, and and I think it's maturing. We're blessed in Ontario to have ridiculously great apples. So, so good, you know, and actually we're going to move to the next cider, which is Flying Canoe. And um, one of the interesting things about, about the Flying Canoe is the primary apple in the blend is Macintosh. And Macintosh is not seen... Uh, by many uh, as a first choice of cider apple uh, where I think actually the tartness uh, of it really uh, really lends itself to cider you know and um, there you are cheers and uh, maybe uh, you know I'm, I'm kind of a, a teach their own kind of person but I, I like it you know and I like the uh, the blend and uh, we've had discussions here at the farm you know about doing sing, single apple eventually and doing, you know, as we're only a couple months old, we're not, we're not at the point yet where we're, you know, uh, barrel aging things and, and doing uh, a lot of that crazy stuff, but I'm really looking forward to it. And I really, again, like what, this is, this is Pete's original recipe and we're, uh, we're really happy with it. You know, it is, um, it is very pleasant. It is very easy to drink. It is not challenging. There's no complex rough edges there it's just an easy drinking cider yeah it's one of the ones that we've always classified as and it's not not in a negative turn it's the middle of the road it is extremely um, flavorful and palatable to pretty much everyone and anyone that has it will go oh that's that tastes like something that reminds me of an ontario cider yeah and very again very friendly and approachable right so um and I have tried, uh, and again, recently I've tried a lot of really, really exciting and interesting um, interesting ciders. And, uh, you know, our ciders being being 5% and, again, very, we're an entertainment company. That's the way that I look at it. And, and so we are, we are used to appealing to the masses. And, and I realize that cider is probably a really, really tiny portion of uh, of the beverage market, I believe it's two two to four percent. So if you say yeah. within two percent, even in that fringe, you are going to have people who want to have nothing but the craziest stuff. So um, I've had some really really delicious uh, ciders from Farmgate, you know, mm -hmm. and and Jim has been such a uh, such a great uh, a great guy to chat with and and inspirational just what they're doing and how they're doing it um and a lot of his stuff is you know seven eight nine percent and to me that 
that's great, and there certainly is a time and place uh, for that. And I know, and in, in the beer world, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those big Belgians are amazing, but but they're maybe they're not everyday stuff. And and I I don't know that maybe I know maybe maybe ours aren't everyday stuff either. But I think that it's it's pretty approachable. So you can have this, you know, after mowing the lawn, you could have this with uh, with dinner. We we certainly cook with this. We've done some. Uh, some fun things that we sell on the farm and I've, I've done like some uh, cider planked salmon I've done some cider pork loins with apples and onions and uh, just there's the flavors are are really great and this is again something that is just not uh, not pushing the boundaries of my palate it is just refreshing and clean and nice and straightforward and simple and, and that's one of the great things about cider is there's so much of a variety to it. Whereas if you've only experienced um, the commercial imports, you're missing just an incredible opportunity for everything. And I think we've seen exactly the explosion that happened with, with craft beer, um, with that you know, coming together and sort of and growing over the past 15, 20 years. In the past 15, 20 years, people would walk into a place and say, uh, I'll have a coffee. <laughs> You know, and you look at now, you go to a Starbucks and how many million adjectives there are. Uh, and just and Starbucks is just one example of, of so many places that, that have done. And that's one, one liquid. So beer again and, and, and wine again as well. It was red and white. And now, you know, there are a million grape varietals out there that people um, expect to see and want to see. Mm-hmm. So our next flavor here um, is called Pie Faced. And this is a pumpkin pie cider it just seemed like a natural uh fit for the farm not just in the fact that uh we sell pumpkins here and have been known for uh as i guess a go-to for for a lot of the ottawa and ottawa valley uh area for halloween and their fright fests but just Pumpkin spice and that that flavor is everywhere now. And it's not just the lattes. I mean, you know, like there's pumpkin spice uh, Baileys and, mm-hmm. and spice box whiskey and, and flavors of everything. And it just seems to me like, you know, it is a flavor of fall. And then pumpkins themselves with the jack-o'-lanterns and the big shiny grin is it's just... It's just it's just synonymous. So I thought, what a really great fit, and the response has been uh, overwhelming. Our packaging is uh, is just so so fun, and uh, you know, and, and we're thrilled about uh, the response to it so far. And it's got a very nice blend of things. It has uh, a nice little of uh, the the spice comes through, but it's not overwhelming. The pumpkin comes through. It's not overwhelming. You still get a really nice apple vibe. Yeah, and that's that great. was really really important to us too. Is that you know, we didn't want to just come out with a giant spice bomb, you know. And and I find that having having that 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 steady hand in in developing flavors uh, is it's it's a it's a I guess it's a challenge, but it it's also so worth taking the time to do because. Some places, uh, and, and I've seen, and, and I could use the beer community as, as a great example. There are a number of pumpkin-flavored beers and various different treatments and ways to get to that end result. And I think that's exciting. 
but some of them are just so subtle you don't really even notice it and then some of them are so heavy-handed that you you feel like you're participating in one of those cinnamon challenges you know where you're doing that spoonful and it's too and it's too much so to me it was like to have the the elements of the and the basic flavors that you would expect to find in pumpkin pie but also know that you were drinking cider you know and and i think that we we've hit that pretty well and i uh you know, and again, this is this is a whole team effort, and we keep trying, and we keep playing, and toying with it, and it's a, uh, it's fun. So tell us a little bit about availability, because uh, I'm I'm assuming those listening who have seen the cans are going to go, where can I get a hold of something like that? Yeah, we are actually getting a lot, a lot, a lot of requests right now, and please keep in mind. Thank you. We are really thrilled to that you that people are interested. In, uh, in discovering our cider flavors. Um, and they're like, wait, why aren't they in the LCBO yet? Well, the process to get into the LCBO is usually about six months pre-planning to get to get your product listed in, into those locations. And um, did I mention that we just moved here back <laughs> around Canada Day? And you know, that we, you know, the Saunders Farm, Saunders Cider has only existed since maybe June? You know, so so we're not there yet. So we also are in a very small uh, production facility and we have limited capacity. So we are selling them on the farm and we will be selling them uh, at sawmill. So on the farm and sawmill for consumption at those two places. And then to take home, you can buy them here at the uh, the cider shack uh, on the farm. And uh, they're selling extremely well mostly because they're fun flavors and it's new and exciting and a thing. So the next and final flavor we're going to try, which is the sweetest one and the one that people are most uh, tickled by is called Tricky Treat. And this is a candy apple uh, cider. We make candy apples here, caramel apples here, dessert, uh, gourmet apples here, like the big score and peanut butter fudge and triple chocolate. <laughs> Oh my God, the, the, the smells and the aromas are very, very inspiring. So we, we have a lot of, uh, of fun with this stuff. Um, but as you can see with the candy apple, it is a glorious bright red uh, color, which people, again, people are seem to just be wowed and delighted by. And again, when we try this, as we say, this is the sweetest of the four cheers it's delicious mm -hmm. and it is not sweet and you know when we were doing the tastings we we were like you know oh this is really sweet compared to the other brands that we're making we made sure that we brought in some summers bee to try right beside it yeah, it's not to sugary. realize not nearly as sweet yeah. as as summers bee which in my mind summers bee is one of the biggest selling ciders in the world and if people people think that that is uh, is not too sweet, then we made sure we just stayed a little step underneath to make sure we were we were within that range. But this is extremely drinkable, and uh, and and super fun. And I think uh, again, a lot of what we're seeing as people are coming in and having the flights and discovering this and and uh, enjoying it with uh, with food, and also buying some to take home. These, these are fun, fun flavors for your Halloween party, you know, mm -hmm. and, 
and, and a great way to continue to elevate you, the theme of your event. And as we are uh, basically a big Halloween theme park uh, for the next six weeks, um, you know, this this has played well into what we do. So we're, uh, we're, we're thrilled with what's going on here. And, and if you're wondering what it looks like, it, it really looks like that red candy apple. Like, yeah, and exactly I exactly like it. Yeah, and, it, it's, and it's got the taste to it too. It's it's it's, uh, it's it's awesome, and I'm hoping that you know, as people are listening to this, that there will be uh, pictures. Some of the farm pictures are also our um, our Instagram uh, is chock a block full of just really really great images. Um, at Saunders Farm Fun or at Saunders Cider. Please uh, take a look, follow us, uh, come and join us at the farm, try some of these flavors and enjoy. I mean, we're, uh, we'd be thrilled to have you out. Well, with a place like this, great for photos. Oh um, yeah. As long as your heart can take a little bit of a scare, it sounds <laughs> yeah, like so. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? A little bit of liquid courage before you go into those haunts, uh, not a bad idea. Or a little laughter to calm the nerves. That's right. That's right. Jeff, thank you so much. Really appreciated having uh, you on today. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Barry. Cheers.